Welcome to Goonies World. My name is Goonie, also known as Colin, and I am joined by Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. Hello, everybody out there in the podcast listening world. And our GM for this session, Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello. And we are playing one of Ryan's own designs, a new game called Runners. Yeah, so just a little bit of backstory. Um, So I, 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 I really, I grew up playing a ton of games, of course, um, but one of them was Shadowrun, and I, and I always really liked the setting, um, and I, I always, at the, when I was a teenager, thought that the rules were awesome, because they were so complicated, um, but I kind of thought I, that it wouldn't really work in this format, um, to have, you know, that rules heavy, that much crunch. Um, so I, I thought, well, what the hell, I'll just, uh, you know, make my own, which we have not playtested at all, by the way, so it may, may or may not even work uh, well, but it'll work well enough uh, for this series anyway, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I share, a, a, when I was in, I think, late high school and Shadowrun first came out, and it seemed super cool to all of us. And I remember this dude named Van Fredrickson got the book, and we went over to his basement and, and you know tried to play it. I didn't know what was going on, but I didn't know how to play D and D either. I was always that player who just rolled whatever you know the game master said to roll. But later, as an adult, I was going to play Shadowrun again, and I got the latest uh, book, and I started reading through it, and I realized that I did not have the the willpower or the mindset to sit down and figure it all out. So it's nothing against the game designers. Obviously, they've got what works for them. And uh, I, I just didn't love the system because I thought it would be too hard for me to learn. I didn't want to put in the effort and the time, you know. So we ended up doing a, a Shadowrun campaign using Savage Worlds rules at the time. And, uh, Which was, I have played. Yeah, that was a pretty good time. But I always loved the setting. And uh, I really like simple, like, one-page games now, and that's what Ryan has created with Runners. So My only other experience with Shadowrun is the video game Shadowrun Returns, uh, which does all the crunch for you. Yeah, right. So that's pretty nice. Well, and, and the system's not even exactly the same, I don't think. Or it might have been... Because um, that was out like 10 years ago or something like that so it may have been using like 5th edition or something like that. yeah there's been multiple editions you know of Shadowrun so so yeah but. I picked up 6th uh, <laughs> with the thinking oh maybe I can use this for the podcast and but yeah oh, <laughs> I started reading and I was like oh no this is still Shadowrun <laughs> well <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work here yeah and as our regular listeners will know we, we are generally fans of lighter fare. I mean, we played GURPS a few times, which is arguably mid to high level crunchy, but you know, I know GURPS pretty well usually when I don't screw it all up. But even the simple games we play, we often forget a rule or screw up. We're, we're really more about the role playing and we have to have some kind of framework, you know, but uh, but yeah, we're, we're rules light guys here at Goonies World for the most part. Before we get too much further, that cool music you hear is from Disquantic. So thank you, Disquantic, for uh, for our runner's theme. And later we'll hear some music from Shady Dave and Bulkmar. So if you want to hear more of their stuff, go over to freesounds.org and search for their names. they got a lot of cool stuff, all Creative Commons licensed. So thanks, guys. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so just uh, to clarify quickly, um, the entire, like, I mean, the, the setting is, is basically sort of Shadowrun, right? It's like, you know, cyberpunk with, like, um, elves and dwarves and magic and shit, right? right? But, like, the entire backstory is completely different. Like, in Shadowrun, you know, it's like it was all centered around the Mayan calendar in 2012 thing and, like, all, you know 
when when the the awakening happened like there was like all this chaos and governments split and denver was like it's a city state and you know the united states didn't basically exist anymore and all this and none of that i mean there was a certainly a period of turmoil um once you know over a hundred years ago when, when, you know, all this stuff went down, but that was so long ago. And I mean, the, the, the United States basically survived, uh, intact. Um, you know, so, so, so it's, it's not, you are, this does take place in Denver, but you're not, you know, it's, it's a part of the country still. It's not just its own, you know, right thing. Um, and, um, Western Europe is, is essentially familiar to, uh, you know, modern day. The difference mainly being that sort of, um, you know, Russia and China have, have kind of expanded their sphere of influence into Southeast Asia and stuff and, uh, and sort of into Eastern Europe back, you know, almost like a sort of Soviet sort of deal. Good. Um, but, but that none of that is really relevant to you guys um, because you are in the city of Denver and um, we have two different characters here um, why don't we in- why don't you introduce us to uh, your character Sean well my name is Zach Sharp my street name is Howitzer I'm from Leeds in England but I came over here cause the uh, pickings are likely to be richer my metatype is human I'm proud of it not an asshole about it, but I'm proud of who I am. And my role in the party is I'm the tank. That's my class or my role. And I'm strong. I'm not the brightest. I'm fast. I've got a lot of stamina. And uh, I carry a great big gun. That's why they call me Howitzer. And I've got some heavy armor. It's all plated into this leather jacket. which has got the Motorhead logo on the back with Snaggletooth or whatever that Warpig thing is, you know, that's on the Motorhead logo, that's on my on my jacket. And I've got the, you know, ceramic plating or Kevlar, whatever it is, all woven into it. I got a shaved shaved head. Ginger naturally. So sometimes you can see a little red stubble. And uh, broken nose, scars, a few scars from fights. But, uh, I used to be a footballer, and uh, so here I am though in Denver, and I made a few contacts in the underworld, but I'd say I'm at the beginning of my career as as a runner, and that's me, Zach Sharp, Howitzer. Very nice, uh, and uh, Colin, what about, uh, what about you? All right, so my name is Alwick Cylindriel, but you can call me Al, and... Um, I am an elf. I'm an elf mage, self-taught. I learned three spells, which you'll get to see later, hopefully. And uh, I'm born and raised in Denver, as you can tell from my accent. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much me. I like to, I mean, I look like an elf, but, you know, I like to wear fancy clothing got a button-up shirt. I like to wear purple and gold. Uh, flowy stuff. You know, I'm well-kept. I got gold chains on. Yeah, I'm real put together. I guess that's that's me. Yeah. Alright, very nice. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, you both uh, obviously live in Denver and this is taking place um, obviously in the f- fairly distant future but uh, at approximately the same time of year that this is going to uh, be released so you know kind of late February late latish winter um, and it is uh, snowing as it is wont to do uh, at the high altitudes of, of Denver and um, I don't know I assume you guys are kind of, you know, I, I don't know if you, I assume you don't live together. I assume you do know each other or know of each other anyway. Oh, no, he's um, all right. He's all right for an elf. He's all right. I'd say a lot of people know me. 
I get around town. You know, I got connections. Sometimes I do run my mouth a little bit. But uh, I think everybody loves me, generally. I don't love you, but I like right. you all right. I like you a lot. All right. Well, you're going you're gonna to learn to love me. Well, we, if we if we go into business together, you know something, I think you'll I think you'll fall for me. You'll fall for my charm. <laughs> well, I know in this topsy turvy business of running, it's often helpful to have a mage, at, you know, in your corner. And for a mage, I imagine it might be helpful to have a bruiser in your corner. Yeah, that's right. I, um, you know, growing up on the mean streets of Denver. I was always getting picked on and all that because I'm an elf. No fault of mine, but I'm an elf and I got I got brittle bones. And so uh, I got one. My strength is one. So, you know, I kind of had to learn how to defend myself. So I learned magic. I taught myself. I don't know if I, if I said that earlier, but I taught myself all the spells I know. Three. And, uh, and so... But sometimes you do need that muscle. You know, I think we're going to make... <laughs> we haven't even <clears throat> been introduced yet, but... Uh, yeah, I think we're going to make great partners. I think we can assume we've already gotten to know each other. I don't know why it's had this vision of us like at a coffee counter or something, having this conversation. Uh, I'm a teetotaler myself. I don't drink, but I chain smoke. I chain smoke, but I don't drink, so I figure it all balances out. Well, you guys, um, <clears throat> you guys live in kind of the this neighborhood called Lincoln Park, uh, not to be confused with the neighborhood of the same name in, in Chicago. Um, and um, yeah, so I think this makes perfect sense. Um, you're just kind of chatting away at this at a little coffee bar. It's a Thursday night. Um, you know, it's it's. The days are starting to get longer, um, but it's it's about seven p.m., so it's already dark, and um, the uh, like I said, it's snowing, and and you can hear you know some some sirens, kind of wailing off in the distance as somebody does you know uh, apparently has committed some kind of crime and summoned uh, some kind of police response, and um, you're just sitting there drinking your coffee when Al. You get a uh, uh, an incoming call on your on your communications device. This is Al. Go ahead. Hey Al, uh, it's uh, it's Mister Black, and uh, you know of you you know of Mister Black. He's kind of a you know a fixer guy, um, and he tells you I've uh, I've. Uh, got a little bit of a run you might be interested in here hey you know i could do with some exercise i'm good for running mr b what you tell me all about it well i've got a client uh who's looking for uh a particular uh scientist you might say um there's an elf his name's Mr. Patel. Uh, he works for uh, a company called Spirit Tech. Uh, they were in, you know, the, 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 the transhuman building downtown. That's where he works. Yeah, yeah, I know the place. Yeah. Um, Spirit Tech has, uh, I believe, floor seven and eight over there. Um, but anyway. Um, that's where he works. His house? Uh, he's over on, um, let's see. <laughs> Garden way. My notes here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he lives on, on, on Cherokee Street. Uh, Bronco kind of south Boulevard. Of, south of, Sorry. uh, <laughs> south of, uh, downtown, a ways. Uh, and, he, he, and you get an address flash up on Cherokee Street. Um, all right. So that's where he lives, um. He might be there. You know, obviously, he's going to be in the office several days a week. Other than that, uh, there's this place over on uh, Champa uh, called Bar Bar. A great creative name for a bar, I know, but it's a very old place. Uh, they've got you know live music and, and Bar Bar Binks. 
<laughs> no, it's Barbar the Elephant from the beloved children's classic. Oh, yeah. I, I remember might put, that. might put an extra R in there, but ever since I got stateside, I'm trying to accentuate my R's so I could fit in. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he spends uh, he spends some time uh, occasionally getting drinks at the bar there. And um, <clears throat> and also, he, he visits the College of Engineering uh, just uh, you know, a little bit west of uh, downtown there. Um, I think he's, he's doing some kind of uh, TA work for an old professor of his or something, even though he's uh, already long graduated. But um, anyway, um, here's the deal. You yeah. get him, you get Mr. Patel alive and take him to this address and a... And like another address pops up, and this is another address in in, in Lincoln Park, um, that is actually a warehouse fairly close to to you know where you guys live, um, and you take him here and drop him off alive. He has to be alive. Oh, okay. And uh, sure, it, you know if you if you got uh, you got to ice a few guys uh, witnesses or whatever. There can't be any witnesses. So if you, you gotta you gotta take some guys out. Well, you gotta take some guys out, but uh, hopefully it won't come to that. And here's here's the deal. There's no deadline for this job, right? But if you get it done within the next 24 hours, it's ten thousand each, and the price goes Ooh. down two thousand every 12 hours after that. Uh, okay. Here's the rub: 24 hours then. Yeah, well, uh, let me check my schedule. Okay, I got time for <laughs> this dough. I think, uh, now, I, uh, you were giving me this job. I got a, a guy I want to work with. Is it okay if I bring my friend in with me on this job? Well, yes. Um, I was expecting that, uh, you know, you probably wouldn't want to do it alone. Uh, but, yeah, you know, don't, you can't, we don't need a whole bunch of, we don't need, I don't need, like, a whole team of runners here because, uh, that might cause some attention. But I think, uh, you know, just a couple, a couple, small team, that would be more the right uh, yeah. speed. Yeah, it's just a, we'll just be a duo, you know. Because I got the magic, he's got the muscle. And uh, that sounds like a sh- song. I got the magic, he's got the muscle. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a bitching song, all right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, don't worry about that. We'll, we, uh, we'll be low-key. Uh, and we'll get the job done. I mean, how hard can it be just to grab some nerdy scientist guy, take him... To uh, this address here, uh, I don't see any problems. No, it sounds like a piece of cake. It's a midnight run. It'll be easy. What could uh, possibly I forgot to go s- wrong? I forgot to say this, but I, I this also happened while he was <clears throat> explaining the you know who this guy was and stuff. He actually got a picture uh, yeah. that he sent to you the, of of this guy's. It's like a headshot, and it's um, it's like kind of kind of a, an elf with kind of dark. Uh, dark brownish skin, dark, dark black hair, uh, pointy elfy ears. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. well, you think? I mean, at least now you think you would recognize him if you saw him on the street or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, we elf types are very smart. I know a lot of people don't think I'm smart. They don't think I sound smart. But uh, I mean, I, I just. It's not easy to learn magic. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm self-taught. I taught myself magic. Yeah, you told me that about 8,000 times. I guess you might as well tell tell Mr. B as yeah. well. So, I mean, you got to be smart to do that. you got to manipulate the ether. That's hard to do. All right, well, uh, sounds like you're taking the job. So, uh, just remember... The target needs to be delivered alive, and there can't be any witnesses. All right? 
Okay. And we got some places to uh, start looking for him at. And uh, we know what it looks like. We know his name. We don't know what what he want what <laughs> what your client wants with the guy, but uh, we don't. I don't know what my client wants yeah. with the guy. I don't ask too many questions. Yeah, not all business. Yeah, we we don't get to know that, and that's fine. You know, doesn't matter to me though. I mean, you want him, you got him. We'll we'll get him. All right. See that you do, and remember, uh, ten thousand. If it's within 24 hours from now. Yeah. So, uh, 10,000 each or 10,000 total? Oh, 10,000 each. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, I'm going to pretend that, like, you're, I, since I've been, like, listening and commenting that you're not on speakerphone, but I have this, like, image of me comically, like, inclining my head, like, up next to your, your phone, kind of listening in and hearing the tinny little voice. Yeah, tell Mr. B not to worry. Yep. We'll get it done. We'll get it done by 7 p.m. tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get it done in time. All right. All right. Look, give me a call when you're done. Sure thing. All right, well, um, and with that, you're free to basically do whatever you want. Uh, I obviously gave you some different places to possibly check out. Um, right. Now, look, it's Thursday, right? So, and it's 7 p.m. So unless the guy's the type who works late at the office, transhuman building's probably not the first place to look. I say the best bets are his residence on Cherokee Street. Or the bar bar, or possibly the college of engineering. You know, if he's doing TA work, he could be working there in the evenings, night classes, grading papers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, th- I pictured the guy, he gets he gets off work at Spirit Tech. Maybe he stops in uh, at the bar bar for a little drink. Little or maybe he goes home first, but, you know... If I was him, that's where I'd go, is the bar-bar. Maybe we start there. If he's not there, we go pay a little visit to his house. We don't know if he lives alone or not, but if someone's there, maybe they can tell us where he is. Although we don't want any witnesses either. So, i say we start at the the bar-bar, go to the house. If he ain't there, check out the college of engineering. And if he's not there... Well, maybe then we go to the transhuman building. But you know, it's a big office building, high security, getting up to the 7th and 8th floors ain't going to be no no cakewalk. Well, uh, that's true, but uh, I think I might have a spell that can take care of that. You know, I haven't tested it yet, but yeah. uh, I got this invisibility spell. Oh, well. Yeah, so uh, I've just been waiting to use that one. I think it's going to come real handy. I can think of a million times in my life that will come in handy. Can you just cast it on yourself, or can you cast it on on, on someone else, or in a, a ten-foot radius, <laughs> or whatever? Well, that's a question for the GM. I guess we find um, out in the moment. Yeah, no, I think I think you... You could totally cast it on yourself and or other people. Other people. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll work on pretty much anything I want it to. Okay. And, and right. it, granted, if they if they don't want, I mean, if they actively are allowing you to do it, then the, it just happens. But if they're trying, if they don't want to be invisible or something, then they could probably you know try to resist it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so uh, we're going to check out this bar-bar place, I think. Yeah. Seeing if he's uh, stopped in there after work. Getting uh, getting a beer to relax. Something like that. Say, I guess he's a regular there, so, you know, that seems like a good bet. 
All right. Um, I would uh, <clears throat> now. I don't know if either of you guys have your own vehicles. Um, obviously, there's a. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying. I was just. Uh, I was just thinking if I did have a vehicle, that, that it would be a very, very old one. It's a, a refurbished, uh, refurbished old uh, American muscle car. It's a 2070 Mercury Cougar hardtop. It's all black, of course. And that's what I'd be driving. Whether I got it tonight, I don't know. But if I got a choice, well, that's what I got. And gasoline was really hard to come by. <laughs> that's right. So I don't drive it all the time, right? So if we can take public transit there, so much the better. There is a very extensive rail network, which is, I assume, the way most people probably get around yeah. town oh, of course and there are also and granted it's snowing right now um so that would probably be safer as well um uh, but uh there are also you know there are, you can you can you know hail automated cabs and ground cars and stuff with your device and i am a johnny cab yeah uh yeah yeah well let's say we uh, just hit the trains then head over to bar bar see what we see Hey, what's the open carry rules like here? I mean, I know this is the United States, so we love our guns. But uh, do I need to conceal this machine gun I have? I notice it's not a submachine gun. So I'm thinking it's got to be like at least the size of like a M16 or, you know, an AK-47 or something. So if that's the case, I might want to have like a longer coat. Yeah, well, it is winter, so, I mean... There's, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. winter and it's snowing, so I'm sure uh, you can have a big, long trench coat. Yeah, I'll put thing. a... Yeah, I'll have a black trench coat. Unfortunately, my motorhead snaggletooth's not going to show, but... And and I guess I better put my little black beanie on over my bald head. So don't get chilly. Don't catch a chill or sniffle. Well, you step outside of the uh, little coffee shop here and into the dark snowy night and of course um, the sirens that you had heard earlier have you know faded into the distance and been replaced by um, just you know that when you step outside and it is snowing or has been snowing and it's just sounds more quiet than it should right right there's Mm -hmm. something about that isn't there yeah yeah and and that's that's the kind of vibe you have here Um, and there really aren't a lot of there's not a lot of traffic there's not a lot of people walking around this isn't a, I mean it's most people use or something probably just inside trying to stay warm but you um, walk the few blocks to the train station and, and hop the train uh, to downtown and it just takes a few minutes uh, to get there and you hop off and you are just a few blocks uh, from Champa, which is where Barbar is supposed to be, so you start walking in that direction. And as soon as you get within, you know, half a block or a block of this place, and of course you see the sign advertising it, uh, but before you even see the sign that's lit up, uh, and of course the you know the, the the neon signs in the windows advertising various types of beer and alcohol and stuff you hear um an extremely loud you know 80s hardcore punk type like like 1980s hardcore punk like minor threat type you know uh band like emanating from this place Yeah, I don't know what kind of music that is. That's old school. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. No, I like old school as well. I, I just kept trying to tell you to listen to Motorhead, but you don't want to listen. That's garbage. I don't I don't want to listen to none of that stuff. No, Motorhead's very, noise. Su- very sophisticated, they are. There's, the subtleties no. of Motorhead go past, you know, the, 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 the typical listener. You know, like, uh, being an elf, a proud elf, I like my flute music. And uh, <laughs> so I might compromise with Jethro Troll, but that's about it. 
Uh, you know, Jethro Tull does have some respect in the uh, the old school metal community. I've never been sure exactly why, but they did win that inexplicable Grammy. If you know your music history, the best metal album. Yeah, didn't they like beat Metallica? Beat Metallica. Or something? Yeah. <laughs> Establishment at that time was just not going to give Metallica a fucking Grammy. That's what that boiled down to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. So, uh, anyway, uh, I'm guessing you. Um, Al may be putting, you know, wadding up some tissue and sticking it in his ears or something. I'm not yeah, sure. I but. got sensitive ears. You just take ears. the points and fold them down into your ear canals so you can't hear. Tuck them in. Do an ear tuck. Yeah, yeah I do that sometimes. It's, it's kind of awkward and they pop out, though. I have to keep doing it. Well, you guys uh, <clears throat> walk into this bar, which is basically looks like it probably hasn't changed since, you know, for in the last hundred years almost. I mean, and uh, well, if the selection of music is any indication, wow, well, you know. And there's a, but and there's virtually nobody in here. There's a, there's a. You look in the back, and there's a, some pool tables set up, and there's a couple. Uh, there's like an orc uh, and an elf, like engaging in a game of billiards uh, back there. And you know, over on uh, against one wall, you see obviously there's a stage, and there's this, this band playing, and it's a. Um, you know, it's got a couple humans and uh, a couple elves. The singer appears to be an elf, and he's like, you know, screaming and jumping up and down, and you know, humping the monitors. Humping the monitors. It's a disgrace. <laughs> elves acting like that. Punk elves. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure them. I wonder what their mothers would think of them acting that way. They probably I bet told their mothers. Now, their mothers told them they need to get like a career to fall back on in case music doesn't pan out like me, I'm a pipe fitter. If, uh, you know, the, the killing and running business doesn't work out for me, I've got a good backup skills as a, as a pipe fitter. And I hope your mother also has given you that, that, that good advice. Don't you talk about my mother, okay? Now, I know you were saying... You didn't. You mean you did me no disrespect, but of course my my mother loves me more than anything in the world. She knows I know what's best. All right. So I got all kinds of ways of making money. I've got to spend and, uh, I, between now and the next episode. I've got to research yo mama jokes that are specific to elves. You know, like <laughs> your mama's ears are so pointy. She, you know, I don't know. Well, uh, we said there's just a few people in here. Let's, I'll do a quick scan. I've seen uh, Mr. Patel's picture. Do I see him, like, at the bar or in any of the tables? No. Uh, and, in fact, there's, I mean, there, there, there's the uh, the orc and the elf that are playing pool. There's the band. And there are, uh, there's a couple humans sitting at the bar. And there's a troll tending the bar and kind of wiping it down. But none of these people appear to be... Uh, the man you're looking for. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna walk back and take a leak. And see I was just gonna, he's... you know, we think alike. I was just gonna say we, we I'm gonna go back and, and visit the John, see if, uh, see if the guys, you know, just uh, yeah. taking a party break. Yeah. Well, I really do got to take a leak though, so you know, we could be like urinal buddies. Just eyes up, my friend. Eyes up. Uh, well, you guys like walk together towards the men's room, and uh, the troll behind the bar kind of just—he's like he's like you know wiping down the bar, and he just kind of looks up and watches you guys walk side by side towards the bathroom. He's like he's like, kind of oh, he's assuming. Don't assume. We just both have to go to the bathroom at the same time. Yeah, we got an eyes up rule. All right. And, and don't we're gonna order a drink alright we're just gonna take a leak first he shrugs and goes back so we're just wiping the bar 
Well, I'll do that thing on the way, you know, when, when you go see a, a, a live band and you, you don't really, like, get into the whole show, but for a minute you'll go stand up kind of near the stage and bob your head for a minute and show your appreciation. I'll do that right by the bass amp. And then I'll uh, <laughs> th- then I'll go into the, uh, the men's room and, uh, like, look under the stalls if there's any elf-like feet, you know, in the shitters and scan the place for... Is this, uh, this is in the future, so can I assume this is a gender-neutral bathroom? Um, yeah, well, th- we actually, in, in, uh, currently, we are segregating bathrooms by metatype and not gender. Oh, okay. No, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. Um, I hadn't really given that any thought. Um, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? So, all right, well, I'll uh, hopefully not freak anybody out then by looking under the... The stalls won't do it in a super obvious way. And, and, uh, well, there's nobody else. In okay, here, nobody so. in the bathroom. All right. Well, and I assume there are no urinals because that, we wouldn't have urinals in the. No, you'd have the. the yeah. Well, uh, I guess we could ask around about them, you know, but it might not do to have folks uh, knowing that people's looking for him, especially if he disappears afterwards. Yeah, and I don't think they could really tell us anything, you know, say, oh, yeah, maybe he was in here earlier, but he left. But, you know, that, I mean, I guess we could figure out where he, if he said where he went, but then now we got people knowing we're asking for him. Yeah, but we we could also miss a vital clue, right, right. But, uh, you're the smart one, I'll leave it up to you. I mean, maybe if uh, we come up with a good cover story why we're asking for him, you know, colleagues or something. Yeah. Family. Re- I mean, I'm fa- I'm an elf. I you're could his be family. Yeah, you, you're his, his family. His brother. You're, well, you can't be his brother because, you you know, you're like, he's like a East, an elf of East Indian extraction, it looks like to me. And uh, so, so, you know, but you could be his, like, his brother from another mother. Yeah, he don't look he he don't look like no Dimperite to me. Or I could say I'm his research assistant. <laughs> yeah, he certainly did appear to be sort of, you know, Indian subcontinent type uh, ethnicity. Yeah. And I'm pure as the driven snow of Denver. I'm uh pasty is what I mean. And so uh yeah, I guess I could be like, uh, you know, yeah, we just, we work at the College of Engineering. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we's, we's looking around for him, because, uh, we ain't seen him. Yeah, say we're supposed to meet him here, we was worried we was late. We didn't know if we was late or early. And did he say where he went? But you do the talking. I'll do the talking. Maybe go talk to that big troll, you know. If he's a regular here, you know the bartender will know him. Yeah, the troll should know him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go I'll go up and um order a drink maybe to to help make maybe make the uh, bartender a little more forthcoming. Yeah, I'll go order a patron. I'll order a beer, but I don't drink it. All right. Well, the yeah, the I, 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 I'm gonna need something uh, fancy for an elf. You know, wine. Uh, <laughs> so, if you got any, uh, got any nice vintages of wine, red or white? Asks the oh. I'll go with white. <laughs> He pops open the fridge back behind him and uh, pulls out a corked bottle of white wine and pulls the cork out and sets a wine glass in front of you and pours you uh, a nice glass of wine. It, it looks, this is like some, you know, <laughs> cheap ass, uh, you know, uh, Zinfandel box or something. Wine. Lovely. Well, it's, at least it's in a bottle and not a box. Yeah. Right. It's got a lovely bouquet. 
lovely cacao on that wine. Pulls you a, uh, a pint and sits out in front of you. Thank you. Oh, okay, so uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll make so, sure uh, and tip generously, by the way. Yeah. yeah, just slide some money over, show them the tip. And uh, so uh, we were supposed to meet someone here. Uh, and, he, you know, we don't, we don't see him nowhere. So uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, our friend, uh, colleague, Mr. Uh, Patel. He comes in here, uh, supposedly, you know. He asked us to meet him here. You mean Arjun? Well, if he's a brown elf, then yeah, probably. Yeah, well, I just call him Mr. Patel out of respect. Well... I mean, he's in here a lot. I haven't seen him today. Uh, it's been a few days, okay. really. Been a few days. Excuse me, supposed lucky to come. meet him here. Well, we, th- we thought Sorry. we were. We could be mistaken about where we were supposed to meet. We're not sure we had the night right. right? Well, I'm pretty sure he said uh, to meet him here at, uh, this night. But... Uh, so you say he comes, yeah, I guess he hasn't been here he in a few days. Is, he, is that unusual? Is he usually come in for a nightly nip? Or uh, is he just come in every now and then like? He kind of eyes you suspiciously. Uh, uh, more of a Friday night type. Oh, right, right, right. I think it was just a day off there, friend. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think we just, uh, misheard him. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, we're just colleagues, uh, trying to, trying to meet up with our friends, and, uh, I don't see him, and I think it's, I think it's our fault. It's our fault, it's totally our fault. Alright, well, hey, listen, I don't indulge in the alcohol myself, but I wanted to rent my spot here. Could you have this sent up to the bass player? He's all right. His beard. <laughs> and, uh... Because he's a bass he player, grabs, so I know he's not getting laid tonight. <laughs> he grabs the pine and, uh... Walks it over and hands it, you know, to the bass player. Who holds it up and, um... Screams, Thanks, man! Into the microphone. Give him a little salute. And, uh, and, uh, and then the band the band was in between songs at that point and then they immediately bust into an impromptu uh, an impromptu jam of thank you for the beer yeah, motherfucker great. 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 don't want to encourage them uh, right, as soon as we can get out of this place the better yeah we're drawing too much attention to ourselves already I could tell from the way he's looking at me I should have kept my mouth shut. I mean, you know, I gotta remember, I'm not a pretty, pretty man. I look like trouble. That's what me mama always told me. You look like trouble, you need to go pipe fitting school. So you at least got a union card to show. But maybe we should, uh, check out the residence, eh? Yeah, yeah, if he's, if he's a, more of a Friday night bar type maybe he uh, is more of a homebody on the weekdays yeah so I bet you I bet you we'll find him at home you should take a cab though I don't know you know it's a residential neighborhood it won't be slogan down suburban streets and whatnot so getting off the train having to walk yeah. like four or five blocks I'm not doing that that's that's yeah that's good thinking it's, it's yeah cool. we'll, we'll have up the uh have a car, let us off right in front of his house. Uh, no suspicion there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'll uh, use my communication device and dial us up a, an Uber or Johnny Cab or whatever it is. Sure. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be here in about 10 minutes. Oh. 
Oh, uh, okay, yeah, well, well. <sighs> listen to the rest I of the set. Uh, <laughs> we'll bob your head politely. Bob the head politely. Before we go, I'll take off. Oh, I'll pull down the overcoat enough so they can see the Motorhead logo and give them some devil horns. And uh, um, well, that which prompts them to uh, to break into Ace of Spades, of course. Yeah, of course. All right. Yeah. If you're going to do one, it's usually the, the safest bet. Well, well, now you know we're obliged to wait the two and a half minutes or whatever how long the song is. So, so what do you think of that one? That's a good one, eh? You like that one? Al? No, it's just not for me. I just, uh, you know, it sounds like machines, you know, having sex or something. Right, right. I don't like it. All right. Well, we'll step out then. We'll give them a, one final devil horns and nod and step back out into the into the light snow and wait for our ride. And it takes just a few more minutes and... Uh your ride pulls up. I mean, these are still, you know, ground cars. The full flying car thing never really manifested. It really took off. Too yet. many accidents. So you guys hop in there and punch in the... Uh, are you going to go, dire- I mean, directly to his exact specific address? Or are you going to, like, get dropped off uh, some distance away? Or what? Be, what's your plan here? Well, I think uh, the plan is... Uh we wanted to get dropped off right in front of the house, so we're not walking down suburbia. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe though. See. Maybe this inner voice of Gulp tells me, though, it might be a good idea. You know, a, a few houses down anyway. Just in case something goes terribly wrong later. I say maybe like uh, the next door neighbor's house, so we got. Yeah. You know, plausible, plausible uh, deniabilities. De- deniabilities, yeah. Plausible deniabilities, that's what I want. Alright. Well, you punch in the, uh, you know, the next door address. And uh, in just a few minutes you are delivered um, to the house next door. And uh, I'm just going to we'll make a little randomy rolly dole here. Okay, and the house that you pull up uh, outside of is dark. Uh, it's about it's getting about eight p.m. or so at this point, so it's a little early probably for people to be going to bed. But yeah. you never know. But anyway, the house, uh, the next door house, is 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 dark. Um, no lights, no porch lights, nothing. Um, but the house um, of your target is well lit. Uh, quite well lit, in fact, and you can see um, f- the figures of several, at least several different people moving around um, through the, you know, uh, curtains. It's more than one in there, witnesses. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I don't want to have to whack nobody, but, uh... No, I don't want to have to do it either. We can't have witnesses, I don't though. like it. I don't like it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I got this invisibility spell. Yeah. You know. I mean... Can you handle it? I don't know how long it lasts. Can you handle it yourself? Look, you're going to have to go in there on your own. I mean... Well, maybe... uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't think I could drag out... uh, A full adult elf, you know, by myself. Well, I could... I but, know you could. You know, when witnesses see a fella, you know, wrestler with an invisible ghost being dragged out a door, that's, that's, they might as well be witnesses. Maybe we need a stratagem to, like, lure him into the front door or something. For all we know, he's got, like, a wife and kids in there. I don't want to have to be whacking no little elflings. Or maybe he's having himself a little get-together. Yeah... Yeah, well, I, <clears throat> I, I, I would feel real bad if I had to off a little, a little elfling. Of course, you know they said no witnesses to the actual kidnapping. They don't mean you can't go up to the door and ask some questions, just ascertain, ascertain a thing or two, see who's there, see what you can see when you look in the, through the foyer or whatever. 
And I'll just kind of lurk here in these bushes well, right next to the door. I should crouch in the bushes next to the door. Let's let's have a look and see what's in these windows. Okay. Let's uh, yeah, see if we can see if there's any uh, spaces in between the curtains or anything like that. We can peek through. Okay. Um, so, yeah, make a smarts roll, both of you, as you sort of approach this house. I'll, I'll try to look, too. What's our target number? Or I guess you could tell us after we roll, but... So we're rolling a d6 and adding our stat, correct? I skimmed the rules correct. before this. And, and, and don't roll a one. I won't, right. Uh, well, I'm not the brightest that, guy. Uh, ooh. But I just rolled a six, and with my plus two smarts, that's an eight. Oh, I gosh, have no problem. Um, I have a whole plus seven because of my uh, plus two for being an elf. Right. And I rolled a six, so I have thirteen. Oh, well, you only needed a five, so uh, and and of course, not roll a one because I mean you would have succeeded automatically uh, with your just your base stat, that which is why. W- Rolling one is always a failure, but um, you both succeed. And as you begin uh, walking towards this house, um, which is a you know it's a it's a fairly modest little uh, house of kind of brown color with kind of, you know uh, with, with, for some reason the front door is is like painted bright red, which is interesting. Um, but you notice that there are like cameras everywhere, like. On all angles. Um, oh shit! So yeah, you're obviously if you're going to approach this, you're going to be um, filmed, unless you, <laughs> or you're presumably anyway, going to be filmed um, unless you do something about it. Um, and also, as you just you kind of make this. You know, you both at the same time sort of realize you like both see these cameras, and almost at the exact same moment that you do that, you're kind of just like looking at each other like shit. And then you're getting a call on your communicator as well. Oh. Uh, this is Al. Go ahead. Ah, uh, uh, Monsieur Cylindral, I presume. Oh, oh, yeah, that's me. Put more speaker. Put more speaker. Yeah, oh, I'll put him on speaker. I don't, I don't think you want to do that. Oh. Okay, no speaker. Well, you got something private to say? Perhaps. Uh, you see, uh, uh, I heard the rumors that we might have a mutual friend. Well... That's possible. I got lots of friends, so, uh, you know, I know a lot of people. Well, I'm a very good friend with Mr. Arjun Patel. And I would not want anything bad to happen to him. Like, say, taking him to his warehouse in Lincoln Park. That would be very, very not good. I have somewhere else where he should be taken. Huh. Well, you know, we're not necessarily like, uh, you know, we're not cab drivers. We don't just take people here and there. Uh, but, um, I don't know. What, what, what makes you think, uh, we would we we take him, um, this friend of yours, or ours, to to where you want him. Well, I think that there are twenty thousand reasons that uh, you might want to change your okay. plans. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that is. Uh, Double uh, the reasons for taking them elsewhere. Yes, so do give it some thought, Mister Cylindral. He says, and uh, an address 
comes up, uh, an, an alternate address comes up on your phone uh, that is quite far away and on the other side of town, basically, uh, where he apparently wants you to take it, but he hangs up. Okay, so you get this call right when we realize we're in the cameras, right? So what you got to see is some kind of hacker, at least, who's who can see, you know, us through the cameras right now. Maybe, hey, but we're just uh, we're just workers. We're just uh, look, checking for termites. That's all. I don't think we look like you know exterminators. Not of that variety. Well, not anyway. the bug kind, anyway. Not the bug kind. We, in fact, I probably look a lot like an exterminator of the other kind. You could pass in polite society, but and you know, twenty twenty thousand reasons is a lot of good reasons, but. Your reputation's everything in this business. And if we get the reputation of people who back out on a deal, how do you think Mr. Black's going to feel about that? Yeah, well, uh... I mean, Mr. Black... How do we... How do you think Mr. Black feels about, uh... shortchanging us, you know? Like... He could have been giving us twenty k to begin with. I, I got no. I don't know the man's personal bank account. I just think a fellow named Mister Black probably doesn't think of himself as like a very forgiving person. He could come up with any name he fucking wanted, right? He chooses Mister Black. That kind of name sends a message, like a "Don't fuck with me" kind of message. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I'm just saying but, uh, it's something to consider. And it's moot because we don't have Mr. Patel. Who may or may not be in that house. All we can say for certain is there's a lot of people in that house. Or at least several. Yeah. And uh, if we uh, get this Mr. Patel... Yeah, I wonder, uh, you know, if this French guy, is he gonna, is he gonna know? Is he keeping tabs on us? I bet he can. He's, cause his eyes in the sky everywhere. You know, it comes down to who do we want to piss off more. And as you guys stand here sort of talking, I assume you're talking quieter than you actually are. I mean... Considering you're yeah, standing fairly yeah. close to this this guy's house and everything, and the cameras would presumably be able to, you know, pick you up. But as you're sort of standing here uh, talking, you see um, one of the windows um, that has that has had the curtains, um, you know, blocking your view. Um, somebody pops them open, and you see it's Mr. Patel. Um, and uh, he doesn't look at you or seem to even notice you at all, but he does um, open the window. And uh, as he does so, like, you see, like, billows of smoke coming out of the window. Okay, I'm going to be bold. I'm, I'm running for the window. I got to go speed. I'm going I'm to try to reach in and grab him and pull him the fuck out the window before anyone sees. I'm impulsive. Oh, my God. I used to be a footballer, okay. right? Yeah, I, I'm gonna leap. I'm gonna rush across that yard at an oblique angle and reach up and pull him right, right out the window. Well, there's a screen. I'm gonna You're punch right, right through the screen. Break through it, okay? Um, I'm gonna break through the screen and I'm gonna pull him out the window. I'm gonna try. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you. <laughs> go running for the window um, and the noise of your you know footsteps he, he immediately takes notice of you at that point and uh, screams um, and I don't know I mean, you're right there, he's, but he's like, he's, he started screaming, and you can, like, try to punch in and grab him. I am. I am. 
hopefully, you know, I, w- I can get him out before anyone else runs into the room. Or, you know, if they don't actually, so if they see him, you know, being pulled out a window, I don't know that that's a witness. So, um, uh, make. Oh, okay, first make a smarts roll. Oh, shit. Well, I, I, I'm not. I, that did not go well because I rolled a one. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, you don't notice that this window, that inside this window is a table, and sitting at the table are several people who are all watching this. Um, and they appear to be playing some kind of game with dice and books and smoking some things. And, um, but you don't notice that. No. So make your strength roll. Okay, now unfortunately I get a 10. All right, well, you punch right through uh, the screen and you grab onto Mr. Patel, who is still screaming. Um, although none of the people at the table, I mean, they're all kind of startled by him and looking over but they don't they can't see you they're in a well-lit room and you're in the dark right. outside um so you've grabbed him and pulled him out of the window <laughs> what are you going to do with him run i'm gonna hoist him up like a sack of potatoes and just run run for the next door house but we did not specify okay. that we left the vehicle waiting but i just want him i want to get far enough away that no and i'm assuming that yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume that, you know, you would have gotten out of the vehicle and it would have just had to go off and right, to the next right. person. Or whatever the quick, up, so. quick, call a ride. And, call uh, a ride. I got him. I got him. Run. Don't let him see you. Um, as I'm running, I'm I'm going to cast Magic Missile, shoot them, shoot the missiles into the w- open window. <laughs> Okay, and, uh, well, you know, go ahead and um, roll some damage for that. Um, because, of course, the people are going to jump up and be running to the window, and this is definitely going to be, I think, an effective way of keeping them from seeing what's going on. So, not a bad idea. Okay, and uh, so it says D8. Is that just for damage, or do I need to roll for, I mean, magic missile... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damage. Okay, but I mean, I don't need her to roll for it, right? No, you just say you're doing it and then roll damage. Okay. All right. Then I will roll D... Oops. D8. And I rolled a four. All right, well, there are some screams from uh, the window area as well. (laughs) And uh, you run for the dark... And apparently unoccupied house. And um, I guess we'll see what you find there in the next episode. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to uh, come up with plan B. Yeah. I think because... I wasn't expecting that one, but hey, that's that's why you do this shit. It could have worked. I could have gotten him. I could, you know, I could have reached in, reached out. But you know what? Yeah, I, I mean, mean that, people saw him get kidnapped. Good. I mean, we could always we have plausible deniability on what exactly a witness means. Plus, our French friend did not specify no witnesses. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, so, if worst comes to worst, we still can pick the Frenchman. Since he didn't say right. uh, that there should be no witnesses, right. so if we lose one job. Hopefully, we still have the other. Well, the Frenchman also didn't say not to kill him. So, mm. yeah. Mm. But uh, we want to make sure we get paid. Yeah. Just that's I think a better piece. You know. Yeah. Safe. Okay. Well, next time then. Oh, next time. Well, I, I'm very interested to see to see where this goes now because this is <laughs> totally unexpected. But that's I love it when that happens. So good. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, see you in a week then, good listeners.
Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world. And check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.